give God a hand praise right now. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. To the Honorable Bishop uh, Adam Lopez and to the other bishops that are on the platform, uh, your presiding uh, bishop, and uh, to all of you elders and pastors that are here on the stage, we greet you in the name of the Lord. Amen. To the first family here at Union City, the Lopez family, good folks that I have enjoyed knowing over the years, I just want to tell you it's good to be here with you again. Yeah. Amen. And uh, to all of you that are here, gathered and assembled here in the house of God, I just want to tell you it's a blessing to see you and uh, to share with you in ministry on tonight. We want to salute uh, Elder uh, Hoyer for what a powerful message that he shared with us tonight. Amen. 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 I tell you what, I just want to believe that God's going to just remove that tumor for him. Amen? Amen. I just want to believe God to just provide miraculous healing in the name that is above every name. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We need him. He doesn't need to be out of commission for two months or three months or however long it is. He... We need his voice preaching the apostolic doctrine. Amen. Preaching the apostolic doctrine. You see, never get tired of hearing truth. And truth must be preached and proclaimed, especially now when there's so many other divided voices and so many other confused voices. But we still need somebody to stand up and to say, it's righteousness, holiness, baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, repentance of sin. Amen. We still need that. Amen. Amen. We need that. And so let's just pray for our brother that the Lord would just completely and miraculously touch him. My assignment tonight is to share with you a word from God to challenge your faith. And uh, I want you tonight to not only be touched by this word, but I want you to be transformed by this word. All right? Just, I want you to be transformed by this word. The scripture says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit shall say to the church. If you'll gather your Bibles or follow along on the screen in the book of Ezekiel chapter 37. Musicians can come and just play softly while we're reading the scripture. I'd appreciate that. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 37. And we're going to go until verse 14. Ezekiel chapter 37 and beginning at verse 1. Let's read it together out loud. The hand of the Lord was upon me and brought me out into the spirit of the Lord. And set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley. 
and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinew on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed as I looked the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me prophesy to the breath prophesy son of man and say to the breath thus saith the Lord God come from the four winds O breath and breathe on these slain that they might live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, everybody say, say to them. Thus saith the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then ye, sh ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your grave, O my people, and brought you up from your grave. I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Join hands with your neighbor and let's pray. Father, we're in desperate need of your anointing and your touch in this place. Breathe on us, Lord. Send the wind from heaven and breathe in this place tonight. God, let the fire that our brother spoke of flow again in this place upon me through the words that I speak. Let the words that I speak and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto thee. Be thou exalted in this place. Be thou exalted in this word. No flesh has any glory in this place. But you be the kingdom. You be the glory. In this place tonight, uh, we decree the glory of the Lord in this place. We prophesy the breath of the Lord to flow in this place tonight. In a new and a fresh way. In Jesus' name. Somebody lift your hands and say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Before you are seated, I want to just tell you that my contribution this year 
to end time revival will be centered around this thought. Tell your bones it's time. Say it with me. Tell your bones it's time. Say it again. Tell your bones it's time. Look at somebody else and say it's time. Look at somebody else and say it's time. Grab three people and tell them it's time. It's, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in the name of the Lord Jesus. Tell your bones. It's time. The theme of this conference, this convention, being it's time for revival and renewal and restoration, Bishop Lopez, that is the prophetic voice and the prophetic word of God for this time. You and I are living in the most incredible time ever known to man. In all of the thousands of years of human history, this is the most incredible time. There is a contradiction of sorts though because as it is an incredible time, there is also a tremendous amount of trials, tribulations, circumstances that are in opposition to the prophetic voice and the prophetic word of God. We are living in such an incredibly fast-paced world. I used to hear the old people say that many years ago about how time seems to seem to have flown but I'm a witness now that I am getting up further in age about how fast it seems that life is. Here it is already March, and the year just came in, didn't it? We're living in a time when prophecy is being fulfilled on the right hand and on the left hand. And let me challenge you to not be so caught up in this world and in this world system that you neglect to see what time it is. This is the time when the nations of the world are aligning themselves with Hagar's son and Sarah's son. And you're going to see even greater shifts in the world as the nations began to align themselves. And the prophetic is going to become open just as when you open your newspaper. Think it not strange that things are lining up and aligning themselves in the Middle East where Iran, Iran, and Iraq are once again taking an important 
place on the stage of human history. This isn't the first time. Amen. But it will be the last time. Nuclear proliferation. Uh, so much is happening. Uh, nations, rogue nations. Uh, nations are living in fear because rogue nations are getting access to uh, military capability that has uh, mass destructive capability. Disease is perpetuating. Something that starts off in a little small country has its way of infecting birds and going across multiple continents. Now the nation is beginning to put together uh, plans and strategies of how do we counteract the bird flu, the avian flu. We're living in the last days. The church world is in decline. Church world is in decline. Homosexuality has become an alternative lifestyle. And even among church people, it is tolerated. Can I preach like I feel in here tonight? But the devil is not only stopping at just introducing tolerance around homosexuality. But the Bible not only identifies homosexuality as a sin, it also says that a man who acts effeminate is also sinful. I'm going to preach like I feel in here tonight. I got the robe on so I can preach now. You see, brothers and sisters, if the devil can get us to say, well, but they're not homosexuality, but, it, but if they are effeminate and they're a man, that's a sin. Can I preach in here? And if there's a woman that's acting like a man, that's a sin. Because when that spirit begins to creep around you, it is attracting other spirits that are even worse than that spirit. And pretty soon you're going to have a whole cesspool, amen, of all kind of crazy spirits, all kind of false fire in the church. But somebody has got to stand up and declare the word of the Lord. I feel like preaching in here tonight. Turn me up on the monitor here. I need some help in here. This malady and the problems of the world are even affecting the saints of God. Many of whom want to be entertained by multimedia and a form of godliness. But deny the power of God. 
You see, emotion does not necessarily mean it's the power of God. Noise does not necessarily mean it's the power of God. When there is power, there will be noise and there will be emotion. But you can have emotion and, and noise and not have the power. You can have the accoutrements and the display, amen, but not have the power. But God wants somebody who is not satisfied, oh, with the show, but wants the substance. Get some help in here, please. The Bible describes it. As perilous times, the last days, the end times, pastors are carrying heavy burdens as we preach, as we pray, as we labor, trying to get folks saved and keep other folks saved. As the pastor tries to become a cheerleader for spiritual growth, they're carrying a heavy load. The brother who testified here just a few minutes ago from the state of Washington. Amen. Every pastor here, amen, ought to know a little bit of something about what it feels like to have uh, uptakes and downsettings. And if the devil can get us to focus on our downsettings and our upticks, he will get us to not focus on the very one who was going to take us through the up and the down. My brothers and sisters, uh, there he is. I find now, since I've been pastoring, amen, there is uh, uh, some challenges. You remember Lot? The Bible says that Lot had become so accustomed uh, to the sin that was in his day that it no longer bothered him. And when he determined that he was going to live right, his family looked at him like he was crazy. Remembering Isaiah, who oh, lay on his uh, left side for six months uh, trying to get the people of God to hear. He lay on his other side for six months trying to get the people of God to hear. But they wouldn't hear. It reminds me of Hosea and Gomer. Hosea, go marry the prostitute in the red light district. And I want you to show my people an object lesson. Show my people how they have left me and how I went after them and how I tried to love them and, and, and give them a shower and put on them clean clothes and clean underwear. But, but, but look at how my people uh, have gone through the motions of acting like that they were in relationship with me. But as soon as they could, as, as soon as the lights were out in the church, and, and, as soon as the service was over, they went back to their whoredoms and their prostitution. But in the midst of it all, some man of God, some woman of God has got to hold out hope. That no matter how bad it is and no matter how bleak it seems and no matter how many up and downs there are in the house of God there must be somebody who says it's time for revival <laughs> Psalm said 
Uh, I preached this a few years ago in Alexandria. Psalm says, will thou revive us again so that thy people may rejoice? There is a plaintive cry there. Will thou revive us? We need some people in here. Can I preach in here? Who are not taken by an overabundance and an imbalance and those who are not uh, so uh, enthralled with the world that are willing to say, God, will you revive Spokane, Washington again? Will you revive Los Angeles? Will you revive Chicago? Will you revive Union City? I feel like preaching to somebody here today. Amen. And telling you, as the Lord spoke to Habakkuk, Habakkuk, I want you to write the vision and make it plain. Habakkuk, it's not going to come at the best of times. But the vision that I'm going to give you is going to hit you at the worst of time. And I feel like preaching to some preacher here today and tell you that if you're in the worst of times in your ministry, get ready for a vision. Because it was in the worst of times when Habakkuk was given a word from the Lord. Can I preach to somebody? He was given a word that says, in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the captivity, I am going to bring my people out. He was given a word that said, though the vision tarry, wait for it, for it shall surely come to pass. He was given a vision that said, although there be no fruit on the limbs and although there is no food in the barns and although the cows lose their cows, although it's bad as bad can get, yet there will be a people that will believe that God will revive, restore, and renew. Uh, Joel, thank you for preaching in the book of Joel chapter 2 because you were able in the worst of times to begin to look through the telescope of time and say that there will be a day when the sons and daughters would prophesy when God would pour out his spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters would prophesy and the spirit of God would move. You say, Pastor, why are you painting the picture? You see, my brothers and sisters, you must understand the reality of the situation is the challenge that you and I face. We're faced and struggle with the reality of our situations because the reality is different than what we believe God to accomplish. And because most of us are sensory oriented people, that is, we live by our sight. We live by what we hear. We live by what we touch, smell, eat, etc. We are having a difficult time dealing with the reality of our situations, the reality of our bones in contradistinction to what God says. Look at somebody and say, tell your bones it's getting close to being time. 
Let me break it down just a little bit further. Abraham, you were told that you would be the father of many nations. But the reality is different than the word that God gave you. For you're 75 years old now. Getting a little late, ain't it? You're 85 years old, Abraham. You can't even take yourself. And you think that you're about to have a baby. You're 95 years old, Abraham. How do I deal with the reality against what God has said? Now, I know there's some super spiritual people in here that you've never doubted God. And you've never wondered about how do I deal with the moment versus what God has said. But if you and I had the same situation, there would be a whole lot of us that would have had a child by Hagar also. I'm going to preach in here. In fact, some of us have already had our children by Hagar because we said, God, you were taking too long. And so we said, I can't wait for you to come on and do this. Uh-huh. So I'm getting my own boyfriend. I'm getting my own girlfriend I'm going to get my own car I'm going to get my own house God come on and bless Hagar But God said I want you to understand That the reality that is different Than the word that I gave you is normal I feel like preaching to somebody Who needs to understand That the, the gulf that you see and the disconnect that you see is normal look at somebody and say tell your bones to get ready it's normal for you to have a word and to not have it materialize yet it's normal for you to go through valley experiences who told you that God was like a microwave where you put popcorn in and in three minutes you got popcorn no God is like the old fashioned popcorn y'all don't hear me where you have to put it on the burner and and shake it y'all don't hear me to make sure everything gets seasoned right some of y'all want to jump off the burner and say God put me in the microwave but God said you're going to stay here on the burner until I get through with you look at somebody and say tell your bones it's getting time. Can I preach in here? Look at your neighbor and say, tell your bones. It's time. You see, you don't have to tell me how to act when I get the blessing. Because anybody that's got good sense knows how to act when they've been blessed. But how do I act when I've waited for a hundred years? and still ain't had the promise mm -hmm. how do I act when I pastored for 20 years 
and I still am not seeing the growth that I believe God wants. I'm going to preach it here. How do I accept when I believe I'm called to pastor but no doors have opened up yet? How do I accept when I believe God for a promise for healing and I seem to be getting sicker and sicker and sicker? Can I preach in here? Do I have a witness in here? Somebody that understands it ain't always rosy. It's not always follow six steps to a miracle. It's not always what you find in a book. But I'm preaching to somebody that understands that the just shall live by their faith. I'm preaching to somebody that believes that in spite of how it looks, it's getting close to being time for revival. It's time for renewal. It's time for restoration. Hit yourself on the head and say, Bones, it's time. Slap high five to somebody and say, Bones, it's time. Well, the natural reaction. The natural reaction is to question God and to ask God why. Do I have any sanctified people in here that are not too holy to say I've asked God why? Uh-huh. The rest of y'all, mm-hmm. bless you, mm-hmm. but I've asked God why. I've asked God when, how long. If and will thou, can I preach in here? But I want you to know that I'm not the only one that can ask questions because God can also ask questions. He asked Cain, why are you angry? He asked Cain, where is your brother? He said to Adam, where are you, Adam? He said to Hagar, where did you come from? And where are you going? He asked Elijah after he was in a cave, after hiding from Jezebel, he said, "Ah, Elijah, what are you doing here? He asked Peter, lovest thou me more than these? He asked Satan, have you considered my servant Job? He asked Job, where were you? when I laid the foundations of the earth can I preach in here Jesus asked the multitude who touched me he asked Moses what's in your hand can I preach in here he asked Mary and Martha where have you laid him he asked Ezekiel can these bones live can I preach in here but I like how God he has a way when he asks questions to put us in our place go back to Job 
and in Job chapter 38 God said Job with your bad self that's got the audacity to question me he said Job where were you when I created the earth he God said how many sunrises have you made Job he said Job are you older than light can I preach in here it means that God has a sense of humor when he asked the questions he said to Job he said Job can you control the stars God said Job do the animals depend on you can I preach in here but God never asked a question that he doesn't already have the answer to if God asked a question he's trying to get you to recognize his power and where your faith is somebody say can these bones live say can these bones live can these bones live I went back to Ezekiel God poured this thing down in me a few days ago and Ezekiel said that the spirit of the Lord carried me away and set me down in a valley that was full of bones and he calls me to review the landscape and behold he said when I looked at the bones there were very many of them and they were very dry look at your neighbor and say neighbor take a look at your landscape take a look at the valley that you're going through Lord have mercy and, and, and God said to Ezekiel he said Ezekiel can these bones live now I want you to understand the essence of the question God says to Ezekiel the first thing can now you've got to understand when God said can he was really saying to Ezekiel tell me how powerful I am I'm not interested in how powerful you are but when I say can I'm wanting you to reflect back to me how great I am look at somebody and say can God and so he said can these bones can these bones can these bones you see it's easy sometimes for us to pray for others y'all don't hear me and believe God for others but I stop buying to ask you can these bones can your bones can they live Lord have mercy y'all don't hear me today look at your neighbor and say get ready for a miracle tell them say get ready for your bones to live Lord have mercy I, Ezekiel said I looked at the situation and there were three things that I observed one there were a whole lot of bones the bones were exposed and the bones were very dry 
Yeah. And when I look at our communities, I see a lot of people who fit that category. They're all kind of people. Black folk and white folk. Brown folk, yellow folk, and red folk. And every color in between who don't even know that Jesus saves. Can I preach in here? There's a whole lot of folk uh, who have never heard the gospel uh, cannot preach uh, they've heard Shula uh, but they've never heard the gospel uh, I'm going to preach to somebody uh, they've heard uh, and they've seen stuff uh, but they've never heard the gospel uh, and the next thing he said uh, that they were vulnerable to attack uh, what are you saying uh, that the devil is going to take over them uh, and expose them and kill, steal and destroy them that's why it's getting worse and worse have you ever noticed that the media is getting more and more explicit y'all don't hear me it's getting worse and worse and worse because they're exposed and the devil is going to go crazy on them but here is the third Look at somebody and say, get ready for this. Tell them, say, get your bones ready. Because the Bible said that when Ezekiel saw the bones, he didn't see them in any other way than what they were. He said they were very dry, which means that they had been dead for a long time. They had been laid out in the sun for a long time. And if there was any hope for them to live, it was dead a long time ago. Now he says, can these bones, can these bones, can these dead bones that don't even have any moisture on them, can these exposed bones, can this multitude of disparate bones can they live now I'm not preaching to you for you to only understand about Ezekiel's valley but some of you dare I say all of us have got some bones y'all don't hear me all of us have got some bones that need to come alive somebody shout yeah yeah come on Aaron get ready to help me have church can these bones that used to walk can they live again can these bones that have been rejected can they live again can these bones that have been thrown away can they live can these bones that have been pushed aside and left for dead and discarded on the side of the road can they live 
these bones that have been dead for so long, can they live again? These bones that have no flesh, that have no muscle, that have no connective tissue, can they live again? And I want to preach to somebody here who's dealing with some things in your life. And the question that God is asking is instead of you saying, why God? God said, can those bones live? God said, stop asking me how, stop asking me when, stop asking me why, but let me talk to you, can those bones live? And Ezekiel, he was politically correct, he didn't answer the right way, his answer was suspect. He comes in to God and he says, Lord, thou knowest. It's a safe answer. It's a politically correct answer. But it doesn't have much faith. I feel like preaching to somebody that has answered God. Lord, if it be your will. Y'all don't hear me. I want to preach to somebody that said, Lord, I hope you do it. You don't have much faith. But you got a little bit of faith. Come on, somebody. At least he said, you know, Lord. You know, I don't know, Lord. My faith is not there yet. I really don't know, but I know that you know. Look at somebody and say, God knows. God knows. I feel like preaching and tell somebody you're doing the right thing by hanging on in there. The devil trying to get you to throw in the towel, but at least you stood there and said, God, you know, you know, Lord, that you can do all things. Lord, I don't know if you're going to do it, but you know if you will. Grab somebody by the hands and say, neighbor, tell your bones it's time. Tell your bones it's time. And I like what God said. God said, all right, Ezekiel, you don't have enough faith, but this valley of dry bones is not just for you. It's for some folk on March 10th, 2006, in the city of Union City. Help me somebody. He said, it's for them to know that if I'll do it for you and you don't have much faith, Think what I'll do when my people rise up and say, it's time, it's time, it's time for revival. It's time for restoration. It's time for renewal. Look at somebody and say, it's time. God said, Ezekiel, I want you to prophesy to those bones and say, bones, oh, bones, 
hear the word of the Lord. Sometimes when I pray for people, I command their sickness to respond to the word of the Lord because it's not my word, but it's God's word. Sickness, hear the word of the Lord. Cancer, hear the word of the Lord. Discouragement here, the word of the Lord. Diabetes here, the word of the Lord. Trials here, the word of the Lord. Clap your hands and shout, it's time. Shake two hands and say, it's time. Take two hands and say, it's time. It's time for my bones to live. It's time for something to happen. I didn't come this far. Y'all don't hear me. To leave the same way I came. It's here. The word of the Lord. He said, surely I will cause breath to come upon you. And the Bible says, Ezekiel said, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Can I preach to somebody and say, I'm going to command you to prophesy to your bones. Y'all don't hear me. I know it's a deep valley. Yeah, Lord, I know the bones have been dry for a long time. I know you had depression a long time. I know you came to church smiling, but deep down you were hurting. Y'all don't hear me. I know you tried to say praise the Lord, but deep down you were saying where is the Lord? But I dare you tonight to prophesy to your bones come on somebody can these bones live can these bones live can your bones live can the bones of your church live again can the bones of your marriage live again can the bones of your discouragement live again can the bones of your financial difficulty can they live again if it can then prophesy it shall say it shall say my bones must hear the word of the Lord it's time now for revival of my bones it's time for restoration of my bones clap your hands and shout yeah
You see, knowledge, knowledge is not enough. It's not enough for you to understand conceptually. It's not enough for you to understand intellectually. Can I preach in here? Mm. But you must know deep down in your soul, oh Lord have mercy, that the worst situation that you've got in your life, those bones, those bones can live. I'm preaching to somebody who's got some bad situations. They're dead and very dry, but those bones. Moses, open your mouth and prophesy to the rock. Joshua, open your mouth and shout to the wall. Joel, you said your sons and daughters would what? Come on somebody. I don't need you necessarily to run up here and say, yea, the Lord says. I need you to go to your house and say, yea, the Lord said. I need you to go to your school and say, yea, the Lord said. I need you to look at your bones and say, yea, the Lord said. It shall come to pass. Stop coming to church with your head beneath between your knees and lift up your heads and prophesy to your bones. Somebody say, tell your bones. It's time. Tell your bones. Your dry bones. Your dead bones. Your bones that's been messed up a long time. Tell those bones. It's time. And so I'm a preaching here. And, and, and open the cage. And I'm not going to leave anything unturned. Can I preach in here? Because some of you are still looking at Ezekiel. But I want to preach to you about your relationships. Tell those kids. Mm -hmm. Tell that husband, tell those parents, bones, you're going to live. I want to preach to that woman that's been abused and you don't know how that you're going to make it. Tell those bones, live. I'm going to preach in here. Tell that homosexual, bones, you're going to straighten up. Tell that drug addict, bones, you're going to come back. Tell that one that's got emotional highs and emotional lows and dealing with pain and dealing with discouragement and dealing with depression. Tell those bones, it's time. Preachers, how many preachers do I have in here? 
go back to your church and tell your bones hear the word of the Lord life shall come into this church life is coming to this community life is coming to my neighborhood is there a witness in the house those of you that are in neighborhoods and in communities that have not been open to the truth but have been steeped in traditional ideology or in new age ideology come on somebody or in no other kind of ideology but anything else goes today I don't want you to accept the status quo any longer somebody's gonna think you're crazy but when you get back home I'm giving you more than hype. I'm giving you more than an excited moment. I want you to go back, Habosha, and go to your community. Y'all don't hear me. And lay hands on the air from the north, south, east, west and prophesy. Because Ezekiel said, I heard a noise as bone came together, bone to his bone. Now how does that happen? That thousands of bones in a valley know which bone to get connected to. Look at somebody and say, it's time for the miraculous. Can I preach in here? It's time for God to show up and do crazy things. Y'all don't hear me. Can I preach in here? A day or so ago, I was asked by a state representative to offer prayer in his office. Lord have mercy. And I did a normal prayer. But after later on, a man said, can I speak to you? Can I preach? And I knew he was the mayor of a town in our county. He said, can I talk to you? He said, I've got some issues and I need some religion. Y'all don't hear me. And I like the way that you prayed. Where is your church? He said, I'll be there this Sunday. Can I preach in here? Y'all don't hear me. Well, when he comes, somebody has already going to make the atmosphere ready for a miracle. And the bones, would you believe with me, of this mayor are going to come together. Y'all don't hear me. He's going to be there at the altar. And the hand of the Lord is going to come upon him. Look at somebody and say, bones, it's high. He said, I've been going 
to the Presbyterian church. Hello. Well, at least he knows a little bit about God. Come on, somebody. Well, when this presbytery lays hands on him, can I preach in here? Would you believe God with me? That bones are going to come together. Can I preach in here? But not only are bones coming together, God said they have their body shape they have their form but there's no life in them I'm not only concerned about putting the marriage back together I'm not only concerned about getting them off drugs I'm not only concerned about losing the cigarettes but I want the breath of God How many of y'all got some dead situations that you need the breath of God in? Right now, I want you to prophesy to the wind and say, Spirit of the Lord, come into my body. Come into my situation. Cause these bones to be revived. Cause these bones. Cause the bones of my relationships to be revived. Cause the bones of my soul to be revived. Cause the bones of my finances. To be revived. Let me preach for just a minute here. Because I've been in church now. All my life. Over 45 years. I've been in church. I know church. I've been around the Holy Ghost. Ever since. I was a baby. And you know what? I know church folk. I know you, I know you, and I know me, because I be one of you, can I preach in here, and I know how to smile, and be cracking up inside in pain. I know how to say praise the Lord. God bless you. And move on. Thank you, Bishop. Somebody was honest in here. I know how to put on the front. And yet have a valley of dry bones that are only getting and drier and drier and drier and go through the motions and shout and dance and yet have a valley of dry bones 
Am I talking to somebody in here? We know real good how to put on a front to have an externally clean and white, beautiful grain, but inside. Outside it's praise the Lord, hallelujah. But inside, lust. Inside, hatred. Inside, stuff that nobody else knows about. Look at your neighbor and say, tell your bones, it's time. You've been carrying around that grave for too long. It's time. I said, you've been carrying around those dry, dead bones for too long. It's time. How many want to keep your dry bones or do you want something else to happen to your dry bones? Grab somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, it's time. You are not here tonight by accident. But you are here by the divine providence of God. And as this word is going forth into the recesses of your heart and into the innermost being of your mind and heart, the bones are being revealed. And, and, and there is yet in some, there is a desire, oh, pastor, thanks for revealing it now. I don't want to have to carry around and deal with these bones for so long. Can I preach to you just a few more minutes? Because why have a valley of dry bones that is only hurting you when you can have those bones get together and be a help to you? I hear the Lord say that the church is, here's one of them big words, Bishop. I ain't gonna use it. The church is not living up to its potential when we keep the bones. You see, we don't want our bones to be exposed, so we put a little cover over our bones. But they're still there. You shout over them, but they're. You dance over them, but they're. That you speak, mm, 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 but they are still there. And the church does not live to its potential for revival, renewal, and restoration as long as we have these dry bones. Because in verse 11 and verse 9, he said, prophesy to the wind, 
prophesy, son of man, and say, come from the four winds of breath and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into me and they lived and they stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. You want revival? Prophesy to the bones. You want a great army? Prophesy to the bones. That's where the army is. That's where the souls are. That's where they are in your valley of dry bones. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to come clean. When I ask you this question, I want you to be honest with me. How many of you got too many dry bones that it's time for? Watch what he says in verse 11. Then he said unto me, son of man, these bones, watch this, are the whole house of Israel. You want revival, renewal, and restoration in these last days when the church, God have mercy, individually begins to prophesy to their bones, revival is going to happen. So much so that there will not be room enough to contain it. I don't ever want you to look at your trial, your circumstance, your situation, your hurt, your pain, your sin in any other way now, but it's some dry bones that God is going to create an army out of when I prophesy to it. I'm almost through. Stand on your feet. I'm almost through. When you stand, you'll remind me that I'm almost through. Because I like this here. Verse 11, he said, these bones, say these bones, these bones. are the whole house of Israel. He says, they say, watch this, our bones are dry. You see, the first step in renewal, re revival, restoration is for us to acknowledge I got some dry bones. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, I ain't going to front it anymore. I got some dry bones. Look at your neighbor and say, stop fronting. You know you got some bones. And say they're so dead and dry, there ain't no moisture on them either. But he said, son of man, my people say, watch this, we have dry bones, watch this, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. In other words, he says, my people are hopeless 
because nobody has given them a prophetic word of hope. My people are languishing in despair because nobody told them you don't have to carry around those dry bones forever. He says to them, Amosha, therefore prophesy and say to them, thus saith the Lord. I will open your graves. Y'all don't hear me. I know you've tried to cover up the grave. God have mercy. You don't want anybody to peek in your grave and see what's in there. Am I right about it? No, once graves are closed, they're meant to stay closed, aren't they? Look at your neighbor and say, get out my grave. Look at somebody and say, listen, don't be worried about what's in my grave. Worry about what's in your grave. until you feel the bones. So that you know you're not holding the hand of some super spiritual person. But you're holding the hand of somebody who is flesh and blood just like you. They've got their bones just like you. They've got their struggles, hallelujah, just like you. Pastors, the same afflictions are accomplished in our brethren around the world. Pastor, you're not the only one who's laboring, struggling, praying, crying, Dealing with discouragement, wishing 
struggling with trying to keep your focus on God and not only on what's going on in front of you, but you're holding the hand of somebody tonight who is going to agree with you in prayer. Raise those hands you're holding right now. And in the name of Jesus, whatever your worst situation is, I said, whatever your worst situation is. Hallelujah. That that you don't want to tell anybody about. That that you are struggling with. Whatever your worst situation is. I want you to begin to prophesy to it right now. And tell it. Hear the word of the Lord. I am more than a conqueror. I am victorious in Jesus. My latter anointing shall be greater than my first anointing. My strength is made perfect in my weakness. I shall overcome because I am more than an overcomer. I am strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, I have on the whole armor of God. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against me, I shall condemn it. For thus saith the Lord, bones come together, life come in these bones. Grab somebody else's hand and I want you to pray for them right now. Claim for them that their bones have come together right now. Revival, renewal, and restoration has come to your bones because the word of the Lord has spoken it. Declare it. Revival, renewal, restoration has come to my bones. Come on. Your marriage will not go under because revival has come to it. Hallelujah. Your children shall not forsake you because revival has come to them. All bones hear the word of the Lord. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Go to somebody else 
and declare over them these bones are alive now these bones that have been dead for so long because you not only knew it but you spoke it they're coming to pass they're coming alive in Jesus name 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 come on every eye closed everybody 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 every eye closed everybody claiming the victory everybody prophesying prophesy to your bones prophesy 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 over your children's bones in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the authority of the Word of God prophesy to your children's prophesy over your children's bones prophesy over your husband's bones prophesy over your church's bones Prophesy over your community's bones. Let it rain. Let it rain. Every hand raised in this house. Every preacher, every preacher come. Every preacher. Nobody alone. Nobody alone. Come on, lay your hands on another preacher. Lay your hand on another pastor. Prophesy. Prophesy. Prophesy to the bones. Prophesy. Prophesy 
over their community. Prophesy. near you and say neighbor would you prophesy concerning my bones turn to the person near you and say would you prophesy concerning my bones speak the word of the Lord concerning my bones come on come on come on prophesy declare the word of the Lord declare the strength of the Lord you shall not go under, but you shall be blessed. That that the enemy has tried to use to destroy you. God is going to use it to develop you. And the glory of the Lord shall be upon you in greater measure than you have ever known it to be. In the name of Jesus, I declare it so. Come on, prophesy, declare the word of the Lord, declare the blessing of the Lord, declare the resources of the Lord. Hallelujah. I declare comfort right now. I declare peace right now. I declare the joy of the Lord over you right now. The devil shall not have dominion over you. <laughs> 